Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Modern Goonies Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor King Miner, hanging out with my badass co-host, Michael Ross. I'm drinking a beer. So, welcome to Season 1, Episode 10, the very last episode in our first season run. And tonight's topic is pretty fitting, kind of to end off our semi-universe-themed season, which is going to be Life in the Universe. So, we're going to go through the likelihood of life in the universe and kind of our own thoughts on the subject, because a lot of this is kind of conjecture. There's not a whole lot of info on this because we've never found life in the universe so far. So, as far as we know, we are completely alone in the universe. We think that there's a few different places within our own solar system that might be able to harbor life. And we found several planets outside of our solar system that look maybe hospitable. Um... So I'd like to talk about those first, but before we really get into it, I, I think maybe the first thing we should discuss is the Drake equation, because, you know, everyone, everyone's always so obsessed with the concept of life in the universe, and uh, one of the things that people may not realize if you don't think too much about it is that, like, the likelihood of there being life in the universe is incredibly high. Um, and you know, the Drake equation kind of explains that. Did you, did you look into that at all? Not the Drake equation, but the Fermi paradox. Oh yeah. So yeah, there's Fermi paradox, which that's, that's in there. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit, but yeah. So basically the Drake equation is just kind of, it was made by some dude with the last name Drake (laughs) as this string. And it's got a bunch of variables. I watched a video that kind of went into it, but I was like, it's too technical to discuss but basically it's kind of it is the equation for the likelihood of life in the universe to be as we are so i wanted to kind of go into some of the more likely candidates for life in the in at least in our solar system so did you do any did you do any research on titan europa things like that i did not you did not okay yeah so basically there, there's a few like moons of saturn i think yeah um, yeah, that, Europa is a moon of Saturn. Yeah, and basically they think that they might have like methane lakes and maybe water underneath some of the, um, like kind of on its surface, and they think that that might be a good can because where there's water, there's life. Potentially. Yeah, at least here like, um, on Earth, but uh, the potential candidacy for life is water. And if we were to go into some of those moons, like they might actually have water and they could have like microbial life. They could have like strange fishes or shit like that, that we just don't know. Cause we haven't gone there to take a look, but it seems like from everything that I've read, it seems like Europa is the most likely one. Um, and then obviously, you know, Mars, we've been on Mars for a fucking while. And I think, I can't remember, have they found evidence of water on Mars? I see. I can't remember either. They've found evidence that there used to be water on Mars, and I want to say they may have found evidence of ice. But, well, yeah. I mean, don't quote me on that. Well, because they have, you know, Mars has mountains too, and I, and I yeah. think when you look at like images of those, it actually has like they're snow capped, whatever fucking Mars's version of snow is. Yeah. So yeah. So there's there's water in the form of ice on Mars is what it looks like. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> exist in small quantities as vapor in the atmosphere as well. So, yeah, and, like, that's the thing. So, you know, we have our, our rovers going around on Mars, and it, it hasn't found any evidence of life, but, I mean, it would not shock me at all if they found microbial life somewhere on Mars at some point. That actually reminds me of something called, I want to say, abiogenesis, where uh, it's basically an idea where life from one planet 
can spread and go to another. Mm. And I know this is sort of a tangent, but there was a chance that we are actually, I mean, I hate to say this because it sounds conspiratorial, but of Martian descent, mm-hmm. like Mars, the planet was pummeled by rocks in its early formation and it's older than the earth. And uh, there are tons of Martian rocks found throughout the solar system, including on earth. So if life did originate on Mars, and it was if the bacteria that originated on Mars was pummeled and sent to Earth, like it's possible. Oh yeah, that no. the bacteria here actually originated from there. And that yeah, and that's a pretty cool concept. And I've uh, I've read about that a little bit, and maybe not necessarily coming directly from Mars, but just asteroids in general that have come yeah. from the universe that had you know just a very basic form of life on it, microbial life. And, you know, it hits Earth and it has the opportunity to, you know, flourish and become what we are today. So, like, yeah, it is pretty crazy that life could have originated on an asteroid. Um, now, I would say, sorry if I'm going too deep into it. Oh, no, you're not at all. The difference between an asteroid and, you know, what Mars used to be mm-hmm. is that based on what we know about Mars, I mean, it did used to have water at one point. Yeah. So it was a good candidate for a life-supporting planet. And I think it's right on the edge of the habitable zone around our sun. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, there maybe could have been a very basic form of life on Mars beforehand, like, you know, maybe something a bit more than microbial, maybe like small animals or some weird shit. And obviously life is, uh, Mars is kind of like a barren wasteland now. So there's nothing there now, but there might have been before when it looked a little bit different because Mar- Mars's like atmosphere and like magnetic sphere isn't it like super it's like really thin like that's part of the reason why you couldn't live on Mars because you're just you would just get pummeled by like radiation and shit yeah yeah so one of the things that um I guess I would be concerned about if we did find life on one of these planets especially Mars is that how do we know that we didn't do that like like if we find microbial life on Mars how do we know that we didn't accidentally like bring it there through our numerous satellites that we've sent around or the rovers that might have had our bacteria on it at some point that has been deposited throughout Mars as they move around? And, and I think that actually is kind of like a concern in some of the um, some of the fields of science. Like I, I've heard I've heard some scientists like talking about that, like, oh, yeah, we might find it, but it might be our own doing. And it's like we, you would never fucking know. And so, the, unless obviously it looked completely alien to anything that we fucking have ever seen before, but... Now, I was actually reading about that. So, in case you didn't know, uh, we as humans, humanity, recently launched another uh, rover to Mars. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. It might be uh, Prosperity. Maybe it starts with the P. But I want to say this, this new rover found life on Mars, or, I mean, hints of it. Mm-hmm. And there were already people saying that it could very well have already come from Earth. Like, these satellites are, sorry, these rovers are built in near-sterile environments, but you can only do so much to prevent, like, Earth bacteria from getting on them. Yeah, I I mean, mean, you can do what you can, but, you know, bacteria is fucking persistent. There still might be a little bit on it, even if you completely decontaminate it. Yeah, and that's sort of what the research paper, or some of the... um, the naysayers and the research papers have been saying. I mean, it's it's a valid uh, critique. It's very possible. I mean, we can do so much. We can do a shit ton for uh, sterilization. Like, we do very good. But I don't know exactly the extent of it. 
Yeah, no. Well, I think it, I completely think it's a valid concern because that was one of the first things I thought about. I was like, well, if we did find microbes, it's like, how do we how do we know we didn't do that? Like, yeah. And I actually think that's a reason why um, satellites, when they're kind of done with them, they make them plummet into like gas giants or they fucking destroy them in space because they don't want to that to accidentally crash on a place like Mars, like somewhere in the solar system or, or you know, on one of on one of the moons, and then we find life, and it's like, no, that was one of our fucking satellites that had our contaminants on it. It crashed in, and just kind of, it's there now. And oh look, we found aliens. Nope, we found our fucking selves. Yeah, and it would be the biggest kick in the dick to finding alien life of all time. I mean, to figure out if there is life out in the universe, one of the only reliable ways that we have is to measure light. And, I mean, light takes many forms, like radio waves, microwaves, all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And as far as we know, we are the only intelligent species that has sent any sort of waves out into the universe. Like, stars do it all the time. They're, right. they're fucking stars. But we got radio about maybe 70 to 80 years ago. Yeah. So if you take the Earth... At the center of some sphere, that sphere of radio wave will have a, a radius of about 80 light years. So uh, the the radio waves that we have sent have inadvertently gone out to space. Like, we can't prevent that. Mm-hmm. And it's been doing that for 80 years. Yeah. So we have a sphere of 80 light years of radio waves around us. Our Milky Way is 100,000 light years across. Yeah. So... <clears throat> If we think of that from the other perspective, if somebody on the other side of the Milky Way, if they're as advanced as we are, has been sending out radio waves for, say, 60 years, it'll be another roughly 99,000 years before we are able to listen mm-hmm. or even be known yeah. that they're doing anything. Yeah, exactly. And um, so this, I think this would be a good transition into, the, I, I don't want to delve into the Fermi paradox like too much because I, I feel like it would just be completely beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah. Because we, I, I know on the podcast, on, on some of the old episodes, we talked about it a little bit in our science one with Mark. And then yep. we, talked, we talked about it in length with like me, Chandler and Zach one. So I don't want to just, I think actually one of our episodes is called the Fermi paradox. So I, I don't want to go too far into it but basically for those of you who still don't know what it is or you didn't listen to the older episodes it's kind of as michael said or i'll put it in michael's words in a minute but it's you know the universe is so massive and so large and as i said kind of with the drake equation the possibility for life is pretty it looks like it might be a pretty easy thing a pretty common thing in the universe but uh, where all the space hoes at to quote michael because we have yet to find aliens at all and we look out into this old universe that's billions of years old and you figure at a certain point you would start seeing maybe galactic structures you would start seeing like synthetic things in the universe but we have never seen that we have never seen it looking out and so what michael just described would basically kind of be an answer or one of the potential answers to the fermi paradox is that you know they could be out there they could be they could have the tools to listen to what we're sending out hear our radio waves but they're so far away that I mean, like you said, it'd be another 10, what'd you say? Like 900,000 years? 99,000 years before any first contact was made. And that would be from what we sent out in the thirties. So, and it could be the exact same thing on our end too. Now, I think the Fermi parrot, there's a very interesting uh, counterpoint, not counterpoint, but response to the Fermi paradox. And I think 
when considering the Fermi paradox, people really think of aliens as intelligent as us. Mm-hmm. But if evolution is the same everywhere, like we, so I, okay. So we are one species in 8.7 million on earth mm-hmm. that we have, that we know. And we are the only ones so far that have the intelligence to launch rockets into space, to make radio waves, etc. Yeah. Uh, if you want to include crows, dolphins, um, octopi, and apes, mm-hmm. I mean, if you just want to be conservative and give them, quote unquote, the intelligence to launch rockets for whatever reason, then still only 0.005% of all species on Earth have the intelligence to launch rockets. I do not want to see dolphins launching rockets yes. into space. Yeah. So... I mean, that sort of suggests that human intelligence isn't necessarily the, the peak of evolution or like the end-all be-all of evolution, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I think there could be life on other planets, but it doesn't have to be as intelligent as we are. Like evolution doesn't have to favor that. Like yeah. evolution favors survival. Like bats have echolocation. Uh, echolocation has appeared in, I want to say like two or three species of birds bats and dolphins mm-hmm. um i mean the ability to see is important the ability to hear is important but i don't think the ability to have intelligence like we do is important and that's that's evidenced by the fact that there have been five major extinction events in the history of life on the planet and we're of our brief two hundred thousand year modern history we are the only ones with that level of intelligence. Yeah. So if you apply that to other planets, other civilizations throughout the universe, I think it's much more likely that whatever life is in the universe is just like our, I don't know, our snakes, our birds, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of life form that isn't intelligent enough to even launch a rocket. Yeah, no, I mean, I, com- I completely agree. I think if there is life in the universe, um, it, it probably does it resemble like you said our lesser species intelligent life might be the thing that is incredibly rare in the universe that might be the tipping point but just like regular life microbes especially microbes i think that is like unbelievably common like oh it, yeah i yeah. think that it would has be, to be yeah and so even that you know you have those it it, atten- it potentially can evolve into something more like like i said like lesser beings but maybe there are no more intelligence life. Maybe that is kind of like our great filter that we have passed. Once again, another concept in the Fermi paradox is that, you know, life is common, but intelligent, like super sentient beings is the rare thing that we might literally be completely alone in the universe in that regard. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. And so this kind of, this kind of goes into one of the things that I wanted to talk about a little bit. So it's kind of like Lovecraftian horror. Okay. And do, so do you know about Lovecraft and some of his a little bit like I know the concept excuse me concept of Lovecraft is Cthulhu Lovecraft yes okay yes, yes. okay so, so yeah so Love- I know all the things or I know a little bit surrounding Cthulhu and like the general like vibe of Lovecraft yeah so Lovecraft basically he's cosmic horror is what it is and there's a lot of things that we have that are like cosmic horror like alien 
or uh, Rick and Morty deals a lot with like not cosmic horror, but kind of kind of that essence, like a lot of Lovecraftian themes. Matter of fact, one of the things in in the intro yep. is is basically Cthulhu flying through the yeah. air, like. Um, and the crazy thing about Lovecraft was that he was a fucking like he was a sci-fi writer in the twenties. Like this guy was so forward thinking. I know we talked a little bit about H.G. Wells, and this guy was on on that same wavelength. Like he just he came up with these things that no one else was thinking about. Hey, what would life look like on another planet? It'd probably be the most horrifying goddamn thing you'd ever seen. And so I, I but I think Lovecraft brings up like a really good point is that if there is life in the universe, there is nothing saying that it's going to look anything remotely similar to what we have here on this planet. Oh, exactly. Like if, I mean, if, okay, if you are to look at chemistry, the only thing that you can almost guarantee is that the basic building blocks of life are going to be there. Chonsp, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, sulfur, and phosphorus. Yeah. Because not coincidentally, those are the most common elements in the universe. Well, okay. Phosphorus, not so much, but the other five, they are relatively extremely common. Right. And in addition to that, like carbon is a, just quote, a fertile reactive element. And so it's very good for a basic building block of life. We are carbon based. And I mean, you could say it could be silicon based, which is true. But there's five times the amount of carbon in the universe than silicon. Right. So chemically wise, the only thing we can really say about whatever life in the universe there is, is it's it's more than likely carbon based and it's going to be composed of those six elements that I mentioned before. Yeah. That's all we can say. We can't say at all that it's going to be human because we very well could have been snakes. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, com- I completely agree. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. The only thing that we would essentially have in common with these other forms of life is kind of our building blocks, and that's it. I mean, look at how weird life gets in the ocean. Exactly. It looks alien in the ocean. It looks Lovecraftian in the deep ocean. It looks fucking horrifying. So, and that's that's life. So imagine that's kind of spread out throughout the universe and all the different ways it can evolve and come from. Like, what you know, take our creepy ass looking deep sea fish thing that looks horrifying and now put that and that becomes the dominant species something like that becomes the dominant species on another planet far away and those are the sentient beings or um there's a lot of like floating fucking blob squid looking (laughs) monsters in in lovecraft horror and it's like you know they have some abilities that we clearly don't have they you know they might have forms of like telekinesis they might they might they might be able to do things that we can't wrap our brains around and one one of the good examples of that would be have you ever seen um arrival actually yes i want to get a tattoo of that movie yeah oh yeah oh yeah that's right that's right one of those uh one of the it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, watch the movie. You'll understand what you're talking about. But, but basically, the, the premise of that movie is that aliens come to Earth, and they're trying to communicate with us, and we have to figure out a way to communicate, which that, in and of itself, it, it would be an incredibly difficult task to, to communicate with a language that we have no blocks for. You, you know, a lot of languages we can kind of translate because of the Rosetta Stone, and because a lot of it kind of stems from Latin, so it's like you have some kind of similarity but like an alien race comes here and starts talking in a completely 
different way that you can't even wrap your brain around. It, it just it, it becomes incredibly uh, convoluted. But um, one of the things about them is that you know they are an intelligent form of life, and they look like horrifying floating squid monsters. Like they, but they're super intelligent. They can build spaceships. They can come here. They can communicate with us. And a lot of it, it, it is kind of like telekinetic, right? Something like that. Uh. I actually don't think so. Like, I don't know. I don't want to spoil the movie. I don't know how the language works, but yeah. I mean, they primarily communicate through writing. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's, that doesn't seem telekinetic to me. Like, mm -hmm. it's almost like they can manipulate their, they can write with their bullshit, but that I don't, I wouldn't consider that telekinetic. Well, then there's me? that. And then they, they like view time differently. Like they see it like nonlinear and yeah. like, that's fucking I mean, weird. that's. That's something else. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I think that's a pretty good example of kind of like a Lovecraftian idea is that like, hey, if there was life in the universe, there is nothing saying it's going to be one of those, you know, they call them the grays, this bipedal walking upright looking like humanoid alien. It might not be anything remotely close to a fucking humanoid. Like, yeah, like based on the like I was saying earlier, 8.7 million species on Earth that we have. Humanity, like a human-shaped species, is heavily not favored. Yeah. There are so much more species that do not look like us than there are that do. Yeah, exactly. So, like, our shape, it's effectively irrelevant on a cosmic scale. Basically. Well, yeah, because, I mean, like you said, you know, look at, look at fucking dolphins. And yeah. it's like, they are insanely intelligent. Who yep. knows, give them a few million years, they might be, you know human-like in their intelligence but they're fucking dolphins like, exactly yeah um same with octopi same with crows i mean p crows they're birds they're i don't know what all they know but crows are very smart birds i think they have the concept of self-awareness they do well they can also pass down uh like memories from what i understand is that or like it's not like genetic but it's like they they teach their young like memories so like i i think i read a few stories of somebody you can you can like piss off a crow you can throw a rock at a crow and like that crow will remember you and pass down its like information to its young and so you could run into its young like a year down the line and they'll, they'll all fuck with you because they remember you they know who you are see you just don't know how intelligent other things in the universe could be like you could say that there are there could be a civilization of evolved crow not even people but evolved crow creatures yeah that could launch a rocket crow planet yeah <laughs> <laughs> launching crows into space if you take a look at our timeline and i think i touched on this earlier like life is i want to say about four maybe 3.5 billion years old mm -hmm. and the intelligent species that has been able to ro launch rockets is only 200,000 years old mm -hmm. so the amount of time that's that we have been around relatively speaking is minuscule compared to the amount of time that life in general has been around yeah. on our planet. So if you apply that to uh, multiple, like all the planets around the universe, one, not all of them are habitable. You have to assume that you have a good amount of planets that are because of the amount of stars that there are. Like it's, it would be foolish to say that there aren't a lot of habitable planets out there. But you also have to de decide where they are at their stages of development. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know if they're as developed as our planet or if they're like early Earth where they were being bombarded with rocks 
in their early formations. And I mean, shit, like, it's possible that life may not have even formed on them. Yeah. It just really depends on, one, where they are in their development. Two, if having intelligence really is important enough to create life. Or, sorry, create uh, a species. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it, it might not be. Like like you said, everything else on our planet, you know, some of them have baseline intelligence, but they have thrived and been living here for thousands of years. And, you know, that's kind of just it. We're really the only ones that have morphed past that. So, um, but yeah, what you said a minute ago about how young we are, like that's another thing is that we are a blip. And there might have been plenty of other, and then that's something else on other planets there might have been plenty of other species that kind of got to our point and were wiped out by some kind of cataclysmic events exactly you know, because i mean we don't even fucking know if like we were the first intelligent life on this planet like there might have been something else before us but but like you said we've had six major extinction ev- events and we're unbelievably young and we're talking about a planet that's been around for billions of years and like and a, a popular way to describe how young we are when it comes to the universe and life on our planet is that you know from like the big bang it's the cosmic calendar analogy so from the big bang happening if the if the age of the universe was a calendar from january to december human life would have only come around at uh, on december 31st right before the new the last second before the new year that's that is how young and insignificant we are in the time scale of the entire universe in another analogy if you put the uh the timeline of humanity on a clock a 24-hour clock from uh the first second of the clock being when life or when the earth was formed then Life on the universe forms at four o'clock in the morning. Sorry, life on Earth forms at four o'clock in the morning. Humanity forms at eleven fifty-nine, like fifty-eight. So two minutes until midnight. Yeah. On this twenty-four hour clock. Yeah. And it's just you know we're so young in that regard. We're a blip. We don't know if an asteroid will come and fucking murder us all and wipe out any evidence of our survival and like that's it and that could be the same thing with all these other planets is that might be the great filter the barrier that life can't get past is you know they kind of get to our point and an asteroid comes by and boop all right you step back to the stone age or your species is gone or oh there's a fucking gamma ray and yep you're just wiped the fuck off of the planet and so you know that's another potential answer is that you know, maybe life has just never gotten this far. Maybe it has a hundred times and no one can fucking surpass this certain point that we're at. And so, yeah. I mean, we've had five extinction events. I don't really, I, it's impossible to say how common they are, but it seems that at least one would occur like throughout some fucking planetary evolution. Yeah. I mean, if we've had five, it seems obvious that creatures that have adapted to certain conditions will die out when those conditions change much like ours have yeah exactly um so you just never know and uh you know we're due we're due for another one i think we're overdue so you know yellowstone erupts we're all dead anything could anything could wipe us out just like a big asteroid and that's it we're gone um that's actually that's actually something i want to do a whole episode on is um ancient advanced civilizations not like ancient aliens but like it, it like 
super advanced societies that were older, like way older than what we thought, but that have actually been here on earth that for whatever reason, through a cataclysmic event or just the loss of knowledge, we are no longer there. And like, we forget about them all the time. Cause like one of the things that I have a good analogy I've heard is that we're a species with amnesia. Like we don't know a lot of our own history and we have yeah. to make a lot of guesses as to things that have happened distant in the past so there might be the possibility that we were much more advanced way earlier than we thought we were in our 200 year 200,000 year uh timeline so i really want to do an episode on that because i always thought that concept was like really cool yeah it was um what a concept that is it's one of my favorite like i don't want to call it like conspiracy maybe you could call it conspiracy theories it's it's probably one of the only ones i could maybe like buy into I'm like okay yeah. that's pretty cool but yeah we should do a whole episode on that so yeah, I guess we can move on. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is kind of the modern alien phenomenon, right? So here lately, uh, we've had a lot of the UFO videos being released by the US military. Um, I kind of wanted to get some of your thoughts on that because I don't know if we've, I mean, I know we've talked a little bit in the group chat about it from like differing parties, but I don't actually know your opinion. So why don't you enlighten me? Okay, well. I I can't presume to know alien technology, so I will say it's very possible that we have been visited in a way that's undetectable, but I just don't see how it would happen because I mean any sort of any sort of transportation would require at the very least some sort of energy transfer and we can we can see that. Energy is just like basically waves of light yeah which we can see in space now how something got to us without being detected i'm just gonna say for the sake of argument that is possible just because there could be uh technology that we don't understand but i don't think it's realistic just because of one how big the universe is <clears throat> two if there are if we're being visited by somebody then that would mean potentially they are pretty close to us and i don't think there's anybody that close yeah. like i do believe there are creatures in the universe besides us even if it's small bacteria but i don't think a civilization that advanced would have gotten to us in the lifetime of the universe so all these yeah. ufo sightings i don't know what they are but I don't think they're aliens. Okay. So what if, you know, maybe they're not necessarily like close, but what if they have figured out the technology to kind of, you know, use a sci-fi term, like warp space, like to get to us in some kind of manner, or, you know, they found, they found a way to travel insanely far distances in a very short amount of time, wormholes, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, you know, well, wormholes are physically impossible, mm. but if they can travel at a very fast speed, then I mean, more power to them. Like, the only reason we can't is because we don't have the technology. Right, yeah. So I'm not going to put that past it, past it. Gotcha. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, have you seen any of the videos of the UFOs, the UFO sightings? I think I've seen GIFs, but ah. I don't remember them very well. Yeah, I mean, they do weird shit. They definitely do. And, like, that. that's the thing is that... Um, you know, Dustin brought up a good point is like, how do we know that what we're seeing, like if we're even measuring it in the right way, like, you know, these are pilots and they're trains and you know, what they're seeing is very, it looks very strange to them, but it might just be like a radar error. They might just be viewing it in the wrong way. Cause I watched like this whole video trying to debunk them 
And the guy made like a lot of good points. Um, is one of the ones that Dustin sent. He made a, he made a lot of good points on like how you can just read a measurement wrong or something can look super off, and it's actually just like a bird or something you know weird. Uh, but nonetheless, like some of the things that they've captured uh, do very weird shit, very weird shit, and um, to the point that like no one really knows what could do that. Like there's no technology we've made that if these things were like crafts, like say they actually are some kind of ship or flying vehicle, like there's nothing that we know of that can do these things the way that they do them. Yeah, and that's kind of tantalizing because if it's not something that we can physically do, like it it has to be something else. Because, I mean, if assuming that it is nothing that we know of, yeah. Like, if it can't be explained by, say, it being a bird. And, I mean, I know that's just a, a shitty cop-out, but just as an example, like, let's say one of these things isn't actually a bird, and it's actually something that isn't of this Earth because we don't have the technology to build it. Like, that? Okay. Like, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I did say that I'm not going to rule out extraterrestrials because they could travel somewhat close to the speed of light wormholes I mean, but wormholes no <laughs> not possible um yeah so like you see that's that's my thing about it um i can't remember who said it, it might have been someone on the last podcast on the left but they had said like you know if you want me to believe something extraordinary you're gonna have to show me pretty extraordinary evidence for me to believe it and and that's how i feel about the concept of aliens i in in no way would i rule out that aliens have or are or can visit us because once again, we, I mean, we've been talking this whole podcast about how life is very, probably very likely in the universe. So I believe mm -hmm. life is out there. Do I believe they visited us? No, I don't because I have personally never seen enough evidence to suggest that. But um, like I said, some of the things that they have shown on those videos are very weird and you could make a very compelling case for like, it, uh, them being off-world vehicles and i've seen some articles of you know top officials pretty much saying that like i think they are or we don't know what the fuck they are because that the pentagon report came out or the whatever thing that marco rubio snuck into the stimulus package where basically they had to release a report on all of the uh ufos that have been documented and of like i want to say like 400 or something cases something ridiculous all but one cannot be explained there's only one that could be explained in that entire and and all of these sightings. The only one that could be explained with it was it was kind of like a weather balloon, and all the others they're like no idea. Now does that mean aliens? No, it just means they don't know what the fuck it is. Well, to further talk about like could it be aliens? At the beginning of this podcast, I did say that we've only been sending out radio signals for seventy years, yeah. give or take. So, if we assume that the aliens are here in response to the radio signals then they are within 70 light years of us and I just excuse me I I mean I it's been a while since I've looked at the habitable planet zone but I think there are only a handful of planets within 70 light years of us that are considered habitable so I mean, that sort of dwindles the likelihood that it is aliens anyway. But if we were to say the aliens have visited us and we assume that it wasn't within the past 70 years that they're here beforehand, one, why did they choose us? Mm -hmm. If they're as advanced as we are now, but if they were before, or if they were as advanced as we are now, but before, 
they likely wouldn't be able to tell that there was life on planet Earth. They wouldn't be able to know that we had dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, technology like that doesn't exist. At yeah. least, I mean, okay, not yet. Well, yeah. Not yet. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of I disagree with you in, in a couple spots. So it's like, yeah, you're right. If they are showing up in response to any kind of signals that we have been emitting unintentionally, then yes, they would kind of have to be within that zone. But that doesn't mean that's the reason why they showed up. Like you said, they could have... They could have been here for a long time. They could have like noticed us. As a matter of fact, there's this whole um, theory they call it like the zoo hypothesis, which is potentially another answer to the Fermi paradox. Is that like aliens have been aware of our existence for a very long time, but choose to not interact with us, and and like that's one of the things. Like clearly, if these UFOs are aliens, they have still not made the conscious decision to completely announce their existence because all they would have to do is just land their spaceship in the middle of new york city and fuck there they are so it's like nonetheless they're still just observers if these are aliens so you know that to me opens up the possibility that maybe they have been here for a long time and there's been plenty if you read like plenty of old stories there's like you know uh, I've, i've read shit like um there was some kind of like crash that happened in the 1800s or something ridiculous like it's a whole weird cool story i think it might have been can't remember if it was somewhere in Texas or not, but basically it's kind of like people say like this flying craft crashed into kind of like a farmstead or something like that in the 1800s. And this was before they even had thought of the concept of fucking flying. So it's like, you know, it's possible that they might have been aware of us. They might've been here for a very long time. You know, there's the whole, you know, crazy fucking ancient alien theory is all the fucking George Sukalos like kind of shit. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. They do weird things, but that just because they do things that we can't quite explain does not mean that they're aliens to me because yeah. it could be like, you know, the U.S. says we have no knowledge of any foreign governments with this type of technology. It's like, okay, so they might have this technology exactly, and we just don't know about it, even though we're good at spying and shit. We've just might, we've just not found any evidence of this being around. And then my dad and I were actually, we were talking about this very same thing, like aliens. And so, um, one of the things that we mentioned up is like, okay, well, just because the government doesn't know about it doesn't mean that, like, some guy who's not sanctioned by the government isn't, you know, building some shit with, like, a badass team somewhere or, you know, doesn't have this... Uh, these The people who are doing the investigation don't have the security clearance of something we're keeping uber fucking top secret. Like, if you're going to keep something super locked away in the government just because, like, what, fucking Marco Rubio's like, oh, you must tell us? You think they're going to fucking tell you? No, they're going to keep doing their shit. Like, they're... It's like, oh, yeah, no, don't know what it is. It's like, oh, fuck, that's our new badass thing that's been flying around. People have been seeing that. Like, I, I just think they're either not being completely transparent or, yeah, like I said, it's, you know, you got some fucking Steve Jobs type in a, I don't know, decked out garage underwater or some shit, just building crazy shit. But, yeah, I don't think just because it, it's nothing that we know of now technology-wise doesn't mean that there isn't some kind of government or something sanctioning it somewhere so I don't immediately jump to aliens, but I do admit that if these aren't, you know, just easily explainable things like birds, which they don't seem to be based on all of these high level people, you know, being confused by it, then, you know, I would say that there's definitely, there's something weird going on about it nonetheless. So either high end oh, yeah. technology, it could be, you know, I'm not going to rule anything out, but like I said, I'm going to need to see some pretty extraordinary evidence for me to be like, yo, that's an alien flying this unexplainable craft. Yeah, like, 
I mean, like you said, this motherfucker is going to have to land in New York City and disembark. That, that's literally what it's going to take for me to believe that they're aliens. Like, I will always keep the possibility open, but I'm never going to be like, oh, yeah, it's aliens. Oh, like, of course. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely aliens. Like, look, you can't explain that. It's like, no, unless I literally fucking see one of these things on CNN at three in the afternoon, I'm not fucking believing that it's aliens. Like, I think I'm as excited as anybody to be visited by aliens because, I mean, I... I feel like it's an absolute certainty that life exists in the universe. Like, I would love nothing more yeah. than to be visited by some other life. But it's just so unlikely. So you brought up a really good point, actually, um, about, you know, you being super happy if we contacted aliens. Um, so I actually wanted to bring up kind of a counterpoint because I, I, I've seen people kind of expressing concern, especially um, Stephen Hawking when he was alive, about... The idea of contacting aliens might be a horrible idea. And, you know, he bases it on kind of the human experience, which, I mean, obviously you can't fault him for, because if you assume there's intelligent life, you have to assume that it may be kind of thinks like us in some regard, if it's intelligent. And so one of the things that he, he said was, you know, from all the evidence that we have of a primitive civilization, primitive civilization coming into contact with one that has much more advanced technology, those people always get wiped the fuck out throughout all of human history. That is exactly what's happened. And, you know, just one glaring example, take a look at the Native Americans. They meet people with guns who are much more intelligent than them. They had no, I say intelligent, had much more technology than them. They didn't give two flying fucks. They murdered them all. Like, they just... And so, you know, that's one of the things is that it, Stephen Hawking expressed a lot of concern of like, yeah, if we contacted them, it might be a bad thing. They might come here and just be like, yeah, we're just going to take all your resources and just fuck you up. I mean, it very well could be. And I mean, really, the only perspective that we have to go off of is the human experience. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you could just chalk that up to human nature, like alien yeah. nature, whatever the fuck it might be, could be very well different. Like they could be a very compassionate mm. group of creatures. Yeah whatever the hell they are like we don't know that and we we can't know that like i prefer to think of them as benevolent maybe like i think we a all sharing do. of resources of course like nobody wants to imagine the earth being visited and then demolished within the next few years weeks days seconds yeah, yeah i would i would hope that if they visited us you're right yeah they would just land in new york city be like yo we come in peace you know typical 50 shit and like everything's good but who knows if it's uh, if that's actually the case yeah i mean maybe. like it's, I mean, it's easy to say, yeah, they're going to be destructive, but that's, that's what we would do. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, I don't think we would try to visit an, an alien civilization and just fucking wipe it out. But I don't know. Maybe if we, we say we found another planet who are like Native American levels. <laughs> well, okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, would we just fucking murk, murk them no, up? No, or? no, no, no. Because the effort wouldn't be controlled by like the the common man it would be like the people in charge of diplomacy yeah like their very objective would be to be as diplomatic as possible hopefully no 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 exactly 100 percent. now I, we get there it's like ah oh, they're causing problems they just wipe them all out it's like yeah we found life and we said fuck it we're the only ones yeah like the people who would make that decision would i can guarantee they would ensure that we would be peaceful all right, yeah, no, you make you make a point. So, so that's something else I want to talk. About. So, um, what, what do you think it would mean for humanity if if we were contacted by aliens? Like, oh my what God. implications do you think that would have? Reli uh, I I hate to say it, but Christianity would be destroyed. Okay, so I want to know 
why you think that. Because I feel like I could maybe have a counterpoint to this, but like, tell me, why do you think that Christianity would be, or just religion in general, but Christianity, why, why do you think that would be kind of like demolished because of the existence of aliens? Okay, so I will say that um, there does seem to be room for God creating other life forms, but I think as most people take it, God created man and like man only in addition mm. to the creatures on the earth. And I w ah, correct me if I'm wrong here, all of you Christians out there, because you probably know this stuff better than I do. But if God created man and the earth and gave dominion over the earth to man, then everything out in the universe very well could be cold and dead. I mean, God created it, but we have the earth and the plants and the shit here. Mm -hmm. In the Bible, it doesn't mention that they have extraterrestrials. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm willing to say that I'm wrong here. But I feel like most... I, I hate making categorical statements like that. A good amount of Christians, I believe, think that there is no life in the universe because God created the earth just for us. We are the only source of life on it. And that is why I think discovering any sort of life anywhere would uh, completely destroy that framework. Okay. Yeah, I kind of take that as... Uh, that could be just kind of like an interpretation issue. Yeah. Um, I I'm think, open to that. I, I, think, I think more so than anything, because uh, from what I understand, I don't think there's anything that says, I mean, like, yeah, it says, you know, God gave man dominion over the earth, but it's like, okay, so cool, man gets earth, and then, like, yeah, exactly, squid like, men get fucking Venus or whatever, so. That's, that's actually how I've interpreted it. Like, yeah. that doesn't say that there's nothing else in the universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't think it would... I don't think it would destroy religion because, you know, if there's one thing that Christianity is good at is like cherry picking everything. And so that's, that would be like one of the, one of the things is that I don't think, I don't think it would just, it would destroy it. Like, fuck, even the Pope has been like, yeah, there's probably aliens out there. So well, yeah, shit, maybe I'm just, I'm also willing to say that I have uh, stereotyped Christianity almost to a, uh, to a caricature. Yeah, you probably have. You're probably thinking of the most devout, like, Earth is only 6,000-year-old type people. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. most of them are not like that. I, I will give them credit. They are not. They don't go that far with it. Um, yeah, I don't think you would demolish religion. My only issue that I would have with it is that, like, say, you know, you're a Christian and then aliens swoop in. I'd be like, okay, so, like, aliens came here. It's like, okay, yeah, you can still believe in God and whatnot, but I absolutely promise you, that those aliens do not believe in Jesus Christ. I can oh, sure. fucking swear to you on everything. Those aliens do not believe if they have a God, if they even believe in a God, they do not think it is Jesus Christ. God. <laughs> it would be ludicrous to think that they think that. Okay, so imagine imagine life, alien life was discovered. How do you how do you think that would affect like the political world of I mean, the globe, not even just Republicans, Democrats, the entire earth. Do you think everybody would just devolve, say that our government structures don't make sense? They're no. not important anymore? No, absolutely not. I, I don't think, here's the thing, I don't think it changes much. And the reason why I don't think it changes much is, I mean, look at, look at what's happened at the government finally admitting that some of these UFOs are like, we don't know what they are. Like, no one gave two flying fucks. Like, like there were some people that were like, 
oh, holy shit. Like, like to see it on major news networks for the first time ever, and like for the first time ever, you're not being called a fucking psychotic lunatic if you see one of these things. Well, that's already like a big step in a new direction that we've, we've never taken before. Because if you had ever said you've seen a UFO, you're, you're a nutcase. You're an absolute fucking nutcase. And, but now that's clearly not the case because of what we're seeing be released. But uh, it, this didn't change much. It didn't bring anyone together. It didn't make everyone like the world stop or be like, <gasps> like a big, you know, inhale. Um, so I think, you know, us, us um, discovering alien life, I don't, I don't think it changes much for us. I, I think we still bicker and do dumb bullshit with, with each other, with like different countries are still, no one's, we're not all gonna come together in this big world peace just because like aliens were found out. I don't think it changes much at all. I think people are still going to be, believe in their religion. I don't think it's going to change anyone's like super, uh, super perspective super much. Um, I, I mean, I, obviously it'll be like one of the biggest scientific, scientific discoveries ever that we have found life somewhere else. But I don't think, I don't think it changes anything really. Well, I think it's, a, an enormous divide between government declassifying UFOs and alien life being discovered. <clears throat> like, that's, that's an ocean of difference to me. Well, and you're not wrong. I don't mean to, you know, belittle one or the other. I just think that even if it was, if it came out tomorrow, that they do exist and we've had contact with them. I, I mean, I think... You know, obviously it would kind of change. That would be like the biggest news line forever. But then it just kind of becomes like a normalized thing. I don't think it's like, I don't think it changes anything really in regards of how we interact together as countries. I don't think we're all going to come together and be like, yo, we have to stop this alien threat. Or like, hey, we need to all come to peace because they want peace. Like, I think we're still going to be humans and still going to fight about stupid shit. I just, the difference is like, holy hell now aliens are here and I, i'm sure that will get affected politically it's like you know you'll have the right being like oh these fucking aliens coming here and then <laughs> you know they, they've been doing that for a while anyways but yeah see i think that would depend on like the alien response i think there would be a very initial um maybe this is hopeful of me but a very initial um collective Country borders don't really matter. We're all humans because we're, I don't want to say against, but I mean, it might be a fear. So we are one group, one human against this alien, I don't know, unknown. And then, I mean, maybe as the excitement sort of dies down, we break back down into our barriers and our countries and our divisions. But if the aliens do more shit, if they could potentially pose a threat, if they do more unknowns, I think we will uh, sort of mesh into that collectivist mindset rather than division by country slash culture. Yeah, and I disagree mainly because of the way we've handled this virus in the last year. <laughs> and if there's anything that would ever eradicate your hope of us coming together on anything, it should be COVID-19. Because we, we took something as simple, and I've said this a hundred fucking goddamn times, but we, we took something as simple as a virus, like a natural enemy of everyone, and made it a political issue. It either exists or does not based on how far you are on one spectrum. And so... 
alien life being like, hey, these aliens come here. One other thing to fucking fight about. <laughs> I, I, I do not think it causes See. unity. Like in some like in, in some other countries, yes. I mean, I think some people will get their shit together, but will it unite the world? <laughs> Fuck no, it's going to cause a civil war in the U.S. <laughs> okay. okay, see, maybe I'm just being idealistic here. Here, I recognize that. But I wish we would all just put our shit aside and look at us all as human instead of like left, right, China, China, <laughs> <laughs> left, right, the, China. <laughs> yeah, the three political spectrums. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say like left, right, China, Russia, you know, Venezuela, <laughs> yeah, no, all the countries. In China. That, <laughs> yeah, those are the only. <laughs> you have the United States divided by left and right, and then you have China. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no. So, yeah, that's why I think it doesn't really change anything. But, you know, maybe I could be wrong. I just think it'll be one of those like, holy shit, like we weren't crazy. And then like life goes back to normal and your boss is still railroading you and making you work 20 hours a day. Fuck. Oh, bro. If aliens are like revealed in some way, I'm never going to work again. (laughs) Fucking my life is irreparably changed. I will be on Twitter for the rest of my days. Oh, my God. What a horrible existence. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, aliens uh, came out as real and I quit my job and took to Twitter. <laughs> well, of course, because at that point, the perspective of our existence is really, I mean, really, really put into uh, the spotlight. Yeah, I mean, look, I, they're, they're, we've been living in this world of made up shit for a long time. Like, we just make everything up. Like, all this shit is just made up. <laughs> And, um, but we take it so seriously that we don't, you know, we don't realize that half of this shit doesn't matter. If we would all just come together, we could, you know, solve all of the biggest problems in the world. But we're like, nah, fuck you because of, literally, name anything. Um, so, but yeah, I, I don't think an alien race coming here would change any of those ingrained mindsets. Because, because like that, you're going to have these aliens coming here and being like, I... I, you know, I come from another world and you're still going to have fucking people being like, well, fuck you. Who are you fucking alien coming here? I believe in Jesus Christ. Fuck you. You fucking piece of shit. Like you're just going to, you're still going to have those people. Like these people are not going to be, and those people are too far gone to even be, to even take a virus seriously. So it's like an alien race coming here. Yeah. Fuck them. Just another thing for the devil sent here to test your faith. Like, um, yeah. So that, that's kind of what I think about it. So anyways, let's, let's jump topics. Okay. Um, so I wanted to, t- I wanted to talk about, cause we, we can't talk about life in the universe without slightly discussing ancient aliens. Like we just can't. Okay. <laughs> the look he just gave me was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta talk about that. All right. First thoughts go right ahead. Okay. First thoughts. There is no reason for <laughs> aliens to help any sort of civilization that they deem unfit. It's, they, they, they have no ability to determine before they get here whether or not they are unfit. Why would they have their resource? It's, okay, okay. Imagine as though you are a civilization. You have all your most advanced technologies with you. And you're like, okay, let's just, let's tote this along for whatever fucking reason, because we might stumble upon a raccoon that needs to be educated in the ways of Pythagoras. <laughs> like, why the fuck would you do that? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You don't think you're going to educate a goddamn raccoon because, I mean, okay, this isn't even a good analogy because aliens don't know what we are. Yeah. I mean, maybe. 
Like, why would they attempt to educate us? Why would we, why would we give an ant the Pythagorean theorem? Ancient, it's, okay. Okay, so, okay, so counterpoint to that. So what if we, as a civilization, figure out, okay, hey, there's life on whatever, fucking Kepler or whatever, and we send something out there, and we find a civilization that's, like, pretty stupid, but, like, clearly, you know, intelligent, would we not want to share some of our technology and knowledge with this species that we have found, which is like an incredible discovery that we even found them in the first place? I mean, it would be nice, but like, I don't feel, I mean, there are some, some uh, reservations that have to go with that. You don't give technology to a species that may not understand it, I don't think. You have to teach them about it first. Right, yeah. So you go and then you you very basically like teach them. You give them some knowledge. You try to show them how to how to make things work. You you, you bring them up. You kinda like raise them. You're like, hey, we found alien life and we can fucking mold them and, and make them more intelligent than what they currently are. Is that not something that we as humans would probably do to an alien race? I mean, probably, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, so then it's like, to me, it's the kind of the same thing. Like, you know, an, an ancient alien comes here and we're fucking stupid hitting each other with bones and Neanderthals. And they're like, hey, maybe we can, like, you know, teach these monkeys some things. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. I mean, I guess this this has more of a question to do with timing then. But why would they come within the 200,000 years of humanity instead of the 3.9 billion years of life that we've had? Well, maybe they did. And maybe they just didn't care, didn't see anything worth their time. Maybe they kept an eye on the planet. You, nonetheless, you find a planet with life. Say, say you're like a really old, you find some planet with like fucking dinosaurs. Say you're, you know, you keep an eye on that planet. Like what, what you think, if we, we found life on another planet, you think we're just going to be like, oh, well, we didn't find intelligent life, so fuck this planet. No, we're going to be like, holy well, shit, yeah. You're right, you're right. But what would spur them to visit Earth as opposed to, say, another technologically or i mean evolved not technologically evolved but like animal evolved planet um so take the way that we find out that planets are um potentially habitable so we we have we we look out at a star basically and then we see how the light bends when a planet passes through it and then light goes through its atmosphere and we can kind of tell its chemical makeups depending on the way that that light shifts so say they have a similar process and they and and by the way that it, it is like i think it's like an incredibly low percentage if you're constantly looking at one star to see an exoplanet like it might be there but it is incredibly you, you would basically have to be looking at it at the perfect time to see it so say they do that and they see us and they're like hey that is like the nearest one or one that makes a lot of sense to go to or the only one we know for certain is there and potentially habitable and they do the same thing that we would do it's like all right well they, we have the technology to venture out to it let's go see what's on it so it's not necessarily that we're like some special thing it's just like oh hey maybe time and circumstance made it reasonable for them to come out and visit our planet yeah i'll admit like this is a topic where i like i try to keep as scientific as possible but i've clearly abandoned some abandoned some of my scientific principles because that's like that's exactly how it should be yeah no 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 i get it because like if you watch one episode of ancient aliens they go so off the deep end that <laughs> like, your rant is exactly how you feel about it it's like okay come on man but it's like if you still get from a more scientific approach or a more like just rational not like they have visited us and here here's all of the evidence and it's clearly there's no evidence then it's like 
you know, just if you approach it more like a theoretical sense, I think it makes more sense than just what those crazy fucks are saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I don't know. Um, have you ever, have you ever seen anything on that show that has even sounded compelling to you? Have you, have you ever seen anything that you, that has kind of made you be like, okay, they're crazy, but meh, that may be on that one. To be honest, the Egyptian pyramids. Okay. There's nothing in me that has any idea how the pyramids were built. So this goes into the topic, the the podcast that we are going to do, the ancient advanced civilization that I want to talk about. Because I think think that one would probably be a more fitting answer than aliens. But yeah, nonetheless. So yeah, so the the pyramids and kind of like megalithic structures have kind of been one to you. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not saying that past humans were not able to do it themselves. Yeah. But I mean, as far as I know... And maybe I just haven't been reading the right papers. Maybe I just haven't been reading the right articles. But as far as I know, like that shouldn't have been possible with the technologies that they had. Yeah, there's been some explanations of it. Um, and I think pretty much every explanation they throw out about the pyramids is kind of a... You get a lot of even mainstream archaeologists being like, eh, I don't know about that. Like, the, the, I don't think there's any kind of concrete answer to how they were built. And, and like, you have some that make sense, but still are like, okay, but how did they exactly accomplish this amazing feat? Um, but yeah, so that is one that's like super weird. Some of the things that I think are, are, are compelling on that show, one of like a fucking million other things that are not at all. But I think, um, when they go back and they look at like old religious texts, I think it's pretty cool that they make parallels of like, cause you know, what is religion to me? Religion is, it was a way for old, older civilizations to explain the world around them. They, they didn't have science. They didn't have telescopes and shit like that. They're trying to explain, you know, how are we here? Why are we here? What's going on? And you know, religion is a natural, uh, answer to that. Um, so it's like now, you know, they say an ancient civilization encountered some kind of like crazy alien or some kind of whatever that they could not clearly could not explain. They have no idea. They don't even have the words to explain if an alien landed in a spaceship. And so they come up with concepts of gods ascending from the heavens in vehicles or whatever. And there's a lot of that in like old texts. Like, I'll give them. I'm like, OK, that is a pretty neat idea. It's like how we got some of these ideas of gods. And if you look at the stories and some of the shit that these gods are doing, it's like stuff that, you know, we would do if we went to another planet and like landed. And if they had no idea how to describe what the fuck we are, they would be like, yeah, gods. Like that would yeah, literally yeah. be the, like if we were like just Native Americans, like go back to like Native Americans and like you landed in one of our planes, you'd be like, yeah, they are gods like so i i'll give them that i think that is pretty compelling and then one thing that i think is compelling but also i think relates to the ancient civilization theory is that um the idea that there's you know there's a lot of structures there's a lot of architecture a lot of uh, artifacts that you find that are on you know one side of the planet in like in ancient native days and then you know over in like japan or like other parts of the world completely disconnected but they have very everything is very similar they have a lot of sim a lot of similarities between them it's like okay how did they have almost the same style of architecture even though they were literally worlds apart and they didn't even know that there were other continents besides like their own i think that is pretty interesting now you could you know probably argue that you know as humans evolve it's kind of natural for like pyramidal shaped structures to come about or like you inevitably kind of figure out 
things as you go along. I mean, for instance, calculus was pretty much invented at the yeah, same see, time. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, like, exactly. Calculus was invented as, at the same time by two different people, essentially. Like, on complete, they had no knowledge of each other, and they both made calculus. Yeah, like, I know that's... It's not an exact translation, but it does demonstrate the idea that certain ideas can be uh, thought of concurrently by yes. different civilizations. Yeah, exactly. Different and and I think that's a good counter argument. Obviously, like I don't, I think that is much more likely than we were visited by aliens in the past. But I mean, like it is one thing that I do think is interesting to think about because it's like, okay, yeah, how do all of these civilizations have these crazy concepts? How do a lot of them have kind of very similar? origin stories they all have a lot of them are dealing with great floods and things like that a lot that that translate across <clears throat> across religions and yeah i think i think i think that is one i think that's one thing to kind of uh, that's pretty cool to just sit and think about it's like all right but those are literally like the only two things that i'll give them that are compelling yeah. um because yeah like i said i think like the oh hey aliens visiting and um oh look the gods and like some of these crazy stories they have come up i think a lot of that would make sense in the in the sense of like you know yeah maybe something did land and they couldn't explain it and whatever but that's about it all this other shit that they say it is fucking nuts like i i literally oh yeah like i watched the show like a little bit when i was a kid like when it first came out in like fucking what like 2010 or something like that it's a while back, and they're still they're still running with it. Now I know it's just completely commercialized. They're just like saying dumb shit. But like the dumbest one, the first time they made me be like, "What the fuck is this show?" was uh, they were talking about like Noah's Ark, and they're like, "Noah's Ark was actually a giant sperm bank." Oh my god, I remember you talking to us about this in like element uh fuck not elementary school like eighth grade or high school or yeah. some shit i was like what the yeah fuck? it was like noah's ark was a giant sperm bank and the moon is the death star it, it, i was literally just sitting there like what in the f how the fuck is this on the <laughs> history channel and i'm like 13 i was like what the fuck is this now um i guess in on the subject of multiple shit happening at the same time like ideas popping up around the world at the same time now i Correct me if I'm wrong here. Feel free to give me a DM or something wherever. Actually, I don't have wherever on Twitter or some shit. Um, but there's a philosophical tool called Occam's Razor. Are you are you familiar? Uh, yeah, the simplest explanation is often the one that is correct or the most correct or something like that. Yeah, like the one with the least assumptions, the most simple. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the easiest thing to say that people have just thought of these ideas independently but at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no. I, and once again, I completely agree that that was once again, my counterpoint to that, but I just thought it was a, it was a cool thing to discuss. And, but one of the things that I think is interesting about it, and I think Mark Thompson has, has brought up this point before is that like, you know, we, we kind of scoff and we laugh at like the ancient alien theory, but it actually has more logical sense to it than a lot of religions do. And I thought that was a pretty, like, obviously, if you're religious, you're going to disagree. I, I don't mean to step on any toes. I'm not, I'm not attacking you or anything. But um, I thought that was actually an, in, an interesting point that he brought up because, like, he's technically right. Like, technically, it makes more sense to believe that there are, you know, alien life. And as we've been talking this entire time, that is statistically very probable to come here and give us technology and people think that they're gods than it is that there is, a like, an unnatural, like, supernatural being in the world guiding your every move. That is a good point. That's something that I've never thought about. Like, for all the things that I have against religion, no offense to those religious out there, I haven't considered that perspective. Yeah. So, 
you know, obviously there's there's parts of it that are ridiculous. Like, I don't believe that Hurricane Katrina was orchestrated by aliens pointing a laser beam at, at the air. Like, clearly they're going too far there. But if you just want to make the argument that, hey, aliens could have maybe visited us and given us technology or, like, altered some of our DNA in the past, that is technically more logically sound than just it's magic. Yeah. So. From a scientific standpoint, the two are indistinguishable. I, yeah, I guess you're right because you I mean, can't prove it's a lack of evidence yeah. at, its, at both of their cores. Yeah. I mean, but also if we want to take that approach, I guess then like anything's fucking game because we have I mean, no, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, yeah, I thought that was a good point. I thought it was kind of like an interesting philosophical question that he like brought up and I don't know where, I don't know if he got that from somewhere else, but nonetheless, Mark, if you're listening, good point. Great point. Yeah. Something I never considered. I, I tip my hat to you. Yeah. I have a pink hat on right now. My hand, my right hand is on it. I have tipped it to you. Timmy Turner up in this bitch. All right. Well, I guess that concludes our very first season. So I want to thank all of you so much for tuning in to Michael and I for these last 10 weeks. I mean, I mean, it seriously means the world to us. Um, you know, we've recently passed our two-year mark of doing the podcast, and it's taken us pretty much all of that time to kind of find our footing and settle on a format that we really want to stick to for a long time. And I think this is probably it. So I want to thank you to everyone who's given us a listen in the last two years. And, you know, it's never been about a big following to us. It's always been about just having fun with friends and having meaningful conversations that we can look back on in, in the years to come. Um, so even if you only listen for 10 minutes, sincerely, thank you very much. So we're going to be taking a few week break while we plan out and record season two. But we have an entire 10 week start since we've we basically we've been recording this for months already so while this episode wraps up like the very last episode in season one this is july 29th and it won't even air until early october so you know hopefully within that time we'll have a lot of season two done and you won't really have to have all that long of a break maybe a couple weeks at the absolute maximum though we will not make you wait more than one month so we'll kind of figure that out as we go along. Like pretty much after this podcast, we're going to start planning what it is that we want to do. But seriously, thank you all so much. I have been your host, Trevor King Miner, and this has been my amazing co-host, Michael Ross. I like beer. And we will see you guys in season two. Good night, guys. <laughs>